All right, let's do this. Hey guys, I'm Parker Kane. Thanks for listening to my podcast, Upbeat. I share a lot of motivational stuff and info on social media, music, and entertainment, but I will also be sharing my personal experiences and interviewing all kinds of other people for their stories and their experiences, finding and pursuing what they really love to do. Let's get into it. Hey guys, this is Upbeat. I'm your host, Parker Kane. Thank you for listening in. If you're listening on anything Apple, be sure to rate five stars, leave a review, and hit the subscribe option. Subscribe. If you're listening on iHeart, Spotify, Google, or any of the other apps, follow the podcast and hit auto-download or any of the other download so you never miss an episode. I'd appreciate it a ton, but regardless of where you are or how you're listening in, thank you for listening in. And I hope you guys had a really good weekend. I've been hearing lots of awesome feedback from the last episode with Victoria Bird. I'm happy you guys are enjoying that one. I hope you're keeping an eye out for authentic relationships, which is what we talked about. But I also hope you're just slaying any of the goals that you have, and I hope you're making time to do the things that you love and the things that make you happy. And I hope that you are happy, seriously. And I just know that I'm in your corner and I'm grateful for you being in my corner and for being here listening to another episode. And in this episode, I interview Kenda Wilson. She is a business and social media marketing instructor at Oklahoma State University. She's a speaker, she's an author, she's an entrepreneur, and she's the founder of Travel Chicks TV, which is awesome. Uh, she does it all. And after having some conversations with her, I can tell you that she is of the most humble and kind people I've ever met. And she's well-networked and extremely talented. So I'm incredibly happy to have her here with me on Upbeat. I know you're going to love her. Let's get into it. Today on the show, I've got Kenda Wilson with me. Kenda, thank you for being here. Oh gosh, thanks for having me. Excited to talk to you. I just want to kind of catch up the listeners too and let them know you and I met a few months ago, which is crazy. Time flies. Uh, but we met at an event called... Uh, ProfCon. ProfCon. ProfCon, it's that's like right. Superhero. <laughs> well, we met at that event and I just wanted to tell the listeners too, like, I felt originally like before going to the event, I was going to beatbox. I like to network at these kind of events. And I was just worried that I might not be able to as much at this one because it was such a niche audience of teachers and college professors throughout the country. And like, I didn't know what I was getting myself into, but I wanted to let them know that I met you and I met your friend, Jerry. I totally felt the love from you too. I really appreciated networking with you guys and it kind of rocked my world a little bit and I'm super happy that I have the two of you in my network now. Wow, that's a really nice thing to say. Well, that's good to hear because I feel like we kind of cornered you and we're being cheerleaders whether, I don't know if you wanted cheerleaders, but we were over there like, you can do everything. You will do everything. We insist. <laughs> no, I totally loved it. You made me feel really comfortable at the event. You got to hear like the really true, genuine version of me where I was like, I don't know where I'm going in my life, like with my life and I don't know what I'm doing and I know what I want to do, but I'm not there yet. And you guys totally yeah. just listened and heard me out and then offered all kinds of advice. And the two of you were just really helpful. And I know that you are really busy, especially lately. And so I'm just thankful to have you here with me tonight on the show. Yeah, I'm, I've, I've been wanting to catch up with you. So this is great. And I, I love those types of conversations, those real conversations, 
because that's the way life is and that's what we're all going through. And I think it doesn't do any of us any favors to try to pretend like we've all got it together and we've all had nothing but success. As we look at other people and we think like, oh, they've never struggled with anything. And it's just not true. (laughs) We're all in this together. We're all facing these situations. True. I appreciate it. Thank you for being here. To catch the listeners up again (laughs) with something else, could you share with them a little bit more about who you are and what it is you do? I I teach people things. That's the easiest way. I've never been able to do just one thing. So I think the easiest way to describe this, I I teach at Oklahoma State University. Uh, I just taught a class overseas as well for a university called Chimba. Uh, but then also I love startups and I love creating new things and, and projects. So um, Stukent is how we met. Stukent is a publisher, uh, just finished a textbook with Mr. Jerry Rackley that you met and some case simulations uh, in an interactive engagement app that just went into classes, uh, just introduced it to like, uh, well, I was in class with like 500 students today, getting them all on this app. So um, I love traveling, but... All of that together is um, teacher, entrepreneur, and kind of juggling all those different things. A follow-up question to that is, did you, I guess, ever picture yourself being where you are today? Or uh, what was kind of your plan early on? I don't know if I had a good plan early on. Or I had a, this is the thing, when you graduate college, I feel like everyone has a plan. And then like three or four years later, we all realize none of us have a plan. <laughs> it it never quite works like we plan it. I, I taught right out of college, and then I went out in the quote-unquote real world, you can't see my hands making quote marks, and got the marketing job that I thought was going to be my dream job that I was supposed to have, and realized I was on the wrong path, that I actually liked teaching and startup ventures and came back to teaching. Um, so like the answer is no. I had no clue because... Most of the stuff I'm doing now didn't exist when I started. Like, this is the weird thing. I didn't even know to hope for it because, like, I'm teaching social media. I'm filming all this stuff and doing all this technology stuff with apps. Not to make myself sound old, but, like, that didn't exist when I started. It's And and not to jump ahead in the conversation, but it's so easy to give up hope on some things or think, like, oh, I'll how do I know what I want to do? Some things, some opportunities don't quite even exist yet to know, to to even know to hope for them. And that was my situation. So I never pictured this, but um, it's the type of life I want. It's kind of the independent life full of weird projects. And that's kind of, that's the life I want. Awesome. So what would you say your number one passion is? Is it teaching? Is that safe to say? I feel like this is like saying like, which of your children do you love the most? Um, you know, I like, I always like, I like teaching. I really do. Um, and maybe you like, do you feel that you get the same maybe fulfillment from when you speak to people or inspire them when you're speaking from a stage? Do you get that same kind of fulfillment as I do maybe when I teach a class or see when a student is understand something or is inspired? Do you kind of get that feeling as well? Oh, totally. Yeah. When I get off a stage and, or even like, honestly, even just after our conversation, with you and Jerry at the Stukin event, the ProfCon, like after experiences like that, I feel super fulfilled. Yeah. not For me, nothing else is kind of like that. And I remember even in like second grade, like teaching my friends silly stuff like how to draw horses. I don't, it, I don't know. It's so weird. 
but even from a young age, I loved finding something that I knew or could help people with and teaching them. So I've had people ask, like, is your passion marketing? Are you passionate about marketing? Uh, and not to, uh, if anybody from school is listening, it's not that I don't like marketing, but I love the idea of, of teaching and helping and empowering people in something. So marketing, entrepreneurship, travel, whatever it is. I, I love that. Yeah. And like right now, those are super huge things and what's current. So you're just helping them, uh, you know, in and with the times. Yeah. It's, um, I do like marketing, but that just that feeling of knowing that you can help, you can help someone learn something to get to the next stage of what, of their dream in life is just a really cool feeling. Awesome. I totally agree with that. And I don't know if I if I just totally missed this, but uh, what were you studying in college? Like, where'd you go to college? What did you study? How did things like kind of change from from that point? Well, actually, I actually did study marketing and got an MBA. Um, they didn't have like an entrepreneurship program at that time. And like I said, I did like marketing and doing startup ventures. Um, I didn't really have a plan like this was the thing that I wanted to do. I just knew the types of things I like to do and the way I like to work. So some of these opportunities just kind of came up. And I think sometimes that's what you have to do is you just have to choose the thing in front of you that's the next best thing uh, to kind of find your path. It's I almost think you have to try some different things out. And that's kind of what happened is it's, it's more like trying things out and figuring this fits well with my life and me and this, I hate this. I thought I'd love it, but I hate it. So it was kind of just a process of several years of that. Um, I don't know if, if you've ever had that ex experience of thinking you were going to love something and get in the middle of it and be like, oh, no, this is terrible. I actually really like what my mom did early on with my sister and I. She kind of put us in everything and wanted us to try everything. So I did gymnastics, tap, ballet, dance, all kinds of dance. I did football, basketball, band, choir, drama. Like I got I got to try everything like growing up. So I knew by the time I was like a sophomore, junior, senior in high school, I knew exactly what I wanted to do already and kind of what my passions were. Yeah, I love that. I I encourage students all the time to take to do internships if they can, because it, it worries me when you lay down all this money and you, you go to school for all these years to land the one job. And then like, what if you hate it? Like, try some different things. Try every opportunity. I love that. Try everything. Yeah. Because some things you stumble across, you like, you just had no idea. Like, this really fits with you. And they could be totally different. Like, by the time I was a junior, senior in high school, my favorite two things to do were football and band. So like I was playing alto saxophone and French horn and playing on the football mm. team. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty interesting. And then afterwards, you know, I didn't do football anymore. And I realized that music is what I guess is more lifelong and what I felt more passionate about. And slowly I started to realize I really just liked having influence, like a positive influence with people and that I could do that yeah. easier through music and speaking than I could through football, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's the same thing with, with the things I'm doing now is I, I could do some different type, like some different things, but I've, I've started to learn about myself and realize what types of things I like to do and what kind of is the common thread, you know, teaching people a variety, independence. But I think sometimes you don't find that out about yourself until you, you know, you take that summer internship 
or you take that job and realize it's not the dream job you thought it was. Yeah. Well, and I've, I'm in that place right now. Like I've, I just graduated college and I've got a bunch of friends that just graduated college and we're all messaging each other saying, oh, I love where I'm at or, oh my gosh, I hate where I'm at. So yeah, that's, that's one thing about like the place that you're at and, and starting jobs is sometimes you, the way that you get to that dream job is not by looking through ads. It's by getting the one job and then networking and getting to the next place. And then making that connection to get to then the next place, take the next best step, take the next best decision. And the, the path looks a little different than you think sometimes, but it's beautiful. I love that. And I, and I wanted to kind of pick your brain too, see where you're at, because you are an author, you do marketing. I also think it's cool that you do a lot of traveling or that you're passionate about travel. So like of all the things you do, just... um I guess, how do you balance doing all of them and what kind of accomplishments have you uh, had in pursuing all of those different things you love? Okay. Oh, gosh. The word balance. I'm not so good at balance. <laughs> I've never done well at like the, the balanced life or doing something medium or halfway. Actually, when you have like three or four or five things that you love, sometimes you can't fit them all into life at once. I'm stubborn, but I've learned I cannot, in fact, do everything at once, even though I tell myself I can. But um, my my best friend has a saying that has really stuck with me. And she says, like, what is my assignment or, or what am I supposed to be doing for this season? And that has really stuck with me. So this is kind of the way it works in my life is I have about three or four things that I love. I love travel. I love teaching. I actually do stuff with music, too, um, entrepreneurship, writing. But it works more like seasons. Like for this season, the focus is like the, the textbook and building these classes. And I find that things kind of like cycle in and out sometimes for my focus. Um, but when I try to do them all at once, I, I feel like in my life, nothing gets done really well. I really love that. What could you share with the listeners about maybe some of the challenges you've overcome? Like, do you think one of the biggest challenges is it's hard to juggle all the different things at once, or have there been some other really big roadblocks? Well, one thing I think I would share that I feel strongly about, you and I have kind of talked about this before too, is just um, this whole process of figuring out who you are and, and sticking with it, even though your path looks a little different from other people's. And I'm at this point in the road, but you know, several years ago when I started, there weren't these opportunities. You know, I, I was the weird girl doing <laughs> juggling all these different things when it wasn't really a cool thing to do. Um, it wasn't looked at like, oh, that's great. She's traveling everywhere. Or, oh, that's great. She's doing all this other stuff. So I think one thing that I would share is that sometimes when you're starting out, the things that you're passionate about or the things that you're choosing to do, there might not be the opportunities right off the bat. Or you might not be in an environment that really supports that or looks at it as a positive. And it's really tricky in that space to make decisions based on who you are instead of the current opportunities that you see in front of you. If if that makes sense at all. Like those it's it's really easy to want to trade in some of those maybe cool, quirky things you love or passions or skills or life path for something that everyone else around you is doing. But you can't make decisions based on just the current opportunities. Like I said, some of the things I'm doing now didn't exist when I started. I didn't even know to hope for them. 
Um, so that's, that's one thing that I, I wanted, I wish I could share with everybody out there is that you got to stick with what you love inside because opportunities will present themselves eventually. I love that. So being true to yourself and to your passion, your real passions, what you really love, regardless of how it's perceived by other people and regardless of what opportunities are currently in front of you, because there's going to be more opportunities in the future for you to really boost yourself where you want to be uh, later in life. Yeah, because I, I think just to give you kind of an example of this, like when when I started teaching, I was doing this weird stuff with like with videos. I was doing a um, travel website for girls. We were filming. Uh, I was like building some technology stuff. And actually, I would say in in the in the academic environment, that extra stuff was kind of viewed as a distraction or a negative thing, almost. Um, in 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 current academia, they want you to publish, um, and so a few years later, though, when they started pushing for engagement in classrooms and technology, and 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 student found out about what I was doing in class, all of a sudden, then that thing was valued. If I, it wasn't any less valuable back then. It was just the environment didn't have a place for it yet. I guess, yeah, that's the best way to describe it. But when there was a need for it, here's the cool thing. Like, I'm getting excited you're talking about this. When there was a need for it though, if I would have changed, I wouldn't have been prepared to step into that. Wow. So and true. more than that, like, yeah, when the opportunity presented then, I was, not to sound weird about this, but like, I, I was in a weird, unique position to be like, oh, that actually fits me. Like that actually fits what I love and what I do. Holy cow. It actually, that's me. It was the difference between being in a place or being in a, in an environment that said, Oh, well, we'll take you in spite of you to suddenly it was suddenly there was an opportunity that said, no, we want you because of you. And we're glad you have those qualities. And we're, we're glad that you developed that skill set. So I, sorry, I, I get a little on a soapbox about that because like there are so many times that your current environment just doesn't have an opportunity or space for that yet, but you, you can't give it up. You can, but you shouldn't. <laughs> so that's, yeah. that, that's what I feel strongly about, um, for sure. And I've seen that happen in a couple of different areas. Travel as well. Like the, um, I just got to teach overseas. That's crazy. I was able to have an opportunity because I had been doing all these weird things. Suddenly I was the person that they wanted because I love travel and teaching. So it, but that opportunity wasn't there for like a decade, you know, it's funny because it, this is so timely. Um, actually my mom sent me a blog I wrote years ago. I should send it to you. I, like while I was writing the blog, I, I was actually crying because like I had just been crying because I'd gotten turned down for some jobs that I was wanting because I'd chosen this life path and because I'd chosen to do all these weird things. Um, I'd gotten turned down over and over. And in the blog, I was saying, but I got to stick true to this. Something will come. It always does. It always will. And it's so weird because then you're, I'm doing this podcast today, looking back saying, holy crap, it actually happened. Looking back, you can see it. But when you're in the middle of it, you just got to stick true to that passion you have, even though you don't see the opportunity yet. Sorry, I get excited talking about that. <laughs> no, you're good. I get excited too. And it just, like when you're speaking, it reminds me 
of, you know, my journey and the things that I've done. And now I'm looking back and kind of putting the pieces all together like, oh, yeah, that's so true. Like beatboxing was a freaking weird thing to do. And now people want it at their events or what kind of boosted me into this really professional networking speaking world was a really weird video <laughs> of me beatboxing with a McDonald's cup. And it's just timing and opportunities and being present and showing up everywhere uh, while still being true to yourself and the things that you love doing. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, those, those differences. I, I feel like sometimes in, in the world, even sometimes in the business world, it's kind of like they have these little cookie cutter templates of what you're supposed to do in a job or supposed to look like, but you know, like you're going to take off like crazy. People are going to bring you in because, because you're you and because you're different, not because you're the template of everybody else. That's why they look you up and hire you. And that's why your video was awesome. Well, I appreciate that. that honestly means the world because for a long stretch there, uh, I mean, this is exactly what we're talking about, but I mean, it was the weird thing and the very unneeded thing. <laughs> and now things have kind of reversed a little bit. Yeah. And it, but that's also why I think these conversations and these communities are so important, because if we're just sitting over here by ourselves, it's really easy to get discouraged without realizing so many of us are trying, you know, <laughs> trying to figure these paths out and trying to find the right fit and space and opportunity. Don't you dare stop beatboxing. There we go. That's my encouragement <laughs> for you. Thank you. I promise not to. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, moving forward, what dreams would you say you've accomplished and what dreams do you still have to accomplish? Well, I, I have small milestones. I, you know, I always wanted to teach overseas. I, because of kind of that I chose to do entrepreneurship instead of getting a doctorate, I, I didn't think I would ever be able to teach overseas. And this opportunity opened up because of, because of what I was doing. I never expected, I just thought, oh, well, that's a dream I'll never get to have. I, I just, it just took a really weird, different path to get there. So teaching overseas was one that I kind of wanted to do forever. Um, and where, where at was, was it? It was a, it's a university called Chimba in um, Northern Italy. Italy. Wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's kind of at the base of the Alps in Northern Italy, up near Venice. Uh, beautiful, very surreal. Like, what am I doing here in Italy? How did I, how did this crazy thing happen? Uh, so that was something that just happened that um, was out of the blue and kind of a dream come true for me. Um, dreams to come. Right now, with the way the last couple of weeks has been, one dream is to get some of this stuff out into universities that we've been working on so hard. Um, and also to sleep for like a week straight. Like I just, <laughs> right now, I just want to sleep for a week. But uh, to, to get something off the ground and to share it with other schools is just so, it's like awesome and kind of creepy at the same time. To, to think like, if you've ever thought like how many individual people saw that video that you did, like that's the way I'm feeling with this. Like, holy cow, so many people are looking at this stuff and either liking it or critiquing it. But that's kind of my next dream is to get this stuff, to get this teaching stuff that we made into different universities. Wow, that's so awesome. Let's see. Okay, so in business, in life, what's like a life lesson that, that you've learned? Stay true to yourself. Opportunities will come. Something will come. It always does. It always will. You don't see all the opportunities out there. Something could come tomorrow out of the blue. Love that. 
What's the best thing about money and the worst thing about money? The worst thing about money is the worry that it causes when you don't have quite enough of it, especially with startup companies. The best thing about money is the opportunity to help people with it when you can figure out how to build enough of it. Wow. I love that a lot. Um, if you could make one rule for everyone to follow from now on, what's a good rule for them to follow? Or what rule would you make? Especially right now, um, put yourself in the other person's shoes before you say or do anything. Like That is so needed. People, I love that. People aren't being kind right now. Y'all be kind out there. That's my southern that's my southern voice. I'm in Oklahoma. Y'all be kind. <laughs> Y'all be kind now. Bless your hearts. Y'all be kind. Cool. Uh what's your favorite word? And, and it doesn't have to be one that you like say all the time, but just one that you really <laughs> like. Arbitrage. Arbitrage. Oh my gosh. That's totally a new one. I love that word. It's like what is it? It's like flipping things to to make, it's like buying and selling things to make money. Yeah, I did that in college. I love I used to buy loads of liquidated merchandise and flip it. And I just, I loved the word arbitrage. That like straight up reminds me of Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk. He does that and encourages that all the time. Buying and selling things or, or liking weird words? <laughs> yeah, flipping things. So he talks all the time, like, because people come up to him all the time, like, Gary, how do I make more money? And he's always just like, flip things on Amazon. Oh, I, yeah. No, I did. I was like, I started buying pallets and then like some semi loads of stuff. Um it's like gambling, kind of. It feels like gambling when you're buying those stuff to resell it. It's kind of crazy. Uh, favorite TV show right now? Oh, no. See, I was sounding so normal until you started asking these questions. I love old British mysteries. I'm like a little old British lady. I'm watching Father Brown right now. I feel like I'm, oh, man. I, my cool factor is plummeting with these questions. <laughs> no, I think that's more cool because it's super unique. Like, I've never had anyone on the podcast. Um, like no, normally it's like Parks and Rec or The Office or something more, I guess, mainstream. So it's cool to have like a, like a unique answer to that. That's cool. No, I feel like I was a detective, like in the 19th, I grew up reading Nancy Drew. I think that's it. Like I want to be Nancy Drew. That's the problem. I mean, it's a good goal to have. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so weird. Favorite social media platform. Right now I'm on Instagram a lot. Um, it. And I, I teach social media, so I have to be on social media a lot. Um, Instagram seems less toxic right now. It seems more positive. Cool. And how can people get a hold of you? Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, if they want to connect with me, I'm. Um, if you want to connect with me on Instagram or anywhere else, it's my name's Kenda Wilson. It's spelled like kinda, K-I-N-D-A. And I think there's only like one of me on any of that stuff because no one names their kid that. <laughs> so I'm at Kenda Wilson on Instagram or I think anywhere else. Yeah, com. But if, if anyone wants to connect with me, just uh, look me up and say hey. And just tell her you came from Upbeat. And also, I want to encourage you to definitely reach out to her because she's a good person to have in your corner. So I really believe that. That whole event at Stukent and networking with you and Jerry was a life changer for me, a game changer for sure. Wow. Well, we're definitely in your corner, so... We got to keep in touch. All right. There's my interview with Kenda Wilson. Again, Kenda, thank you very much for being on the show and for making the time to join me on Upbeat and share your stories and experiences and ultimately bring so much value to all of the listeners of this podcast. And to the listeners, thanks for listening in yet again to another episode. Or if this is the first time you're listening in, I am so happy that you found the podcast. I hope you stick around. And before I go, I just wanted to give everyone a heads up that I am really working on improving my Patreon account 
So if you haven't checked out my Patreon, or if you have and you want to see the new and improved Patreon, head on over to patreon.com slash Parker Kane. Thank you guys. I'll see you next week.